This edition of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2019 Greek Island Longevity Experience in Ikaria. Join Damien Christoph and myself for 10 days on the island where people forget to die. Live with the locals, drink the wine, eat the food and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine harvesting, village hopping, beach days on the Aegean Sea, farming and foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, details, highlights of previous events and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-served basis. TheWellnessCouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and for another great week, I'm excited as they come to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, my brother from another mother. I miss him like crazy, which is why I love doing this podcast with you, the great Damien Christoph. How are you, great man? Hi, great man. So nice to be speaking with you again. Uh, there's so many things happening in our lives, isn't it incredible? And uh, you think about the gravity of the decisions that people make and and you know, what the impact of that is along the generations and, and even just in, from day to day, like you and I are making big decisions. But there's a big decision we're going to talk about today uh, oh. that, so, that somebody made that's a game changer and uh, and I think <laughs> I think it's huge. I yes, think it's- yes, you bang on. We've been speaking about a lot of the whirlwinds of our own personal lives at the moment and like you said, there's never a dull moment. But this recent development, when I say recent, happened over the Christmas period and it may not be um, made aware, uh, all of our listeners may not be aware of it because it's not like a major headline in the, in the big news. But one of our listeners, uh, Fiona Sawyer, passed this on uh, to us. Thank you. Big shout out to Fiona um, who joins us at many Wellness Couch events. Uh, Fiona passed this on and said this might be of interest to you. And this is the story that the world's oldest human being on record, Jean Calmont, the Frenchwoman who has lived or lived for 122 years, 164 days, passed away in 1997 as the oldest human being on record ever to live. May, in fact, not have been Jean Calmont. It may have been her daughter, Yvonne, who committed what we would call today identity fraud uh, to escape the 38% inheritance tax that she would have been due to pay. And uh, back in those days in 1934, when it was perhaps, uh, well, I'll go into it a bit more detail shortly, but... Damo, how is that for what possibly could be one of the biggest stories of the year? <laughs> it's huge. Like I reckon it's bigger than ball tampering, to be honest with it's you. It's way bigger than, than uh, what, what, what's it called, Sandpaper Gate. Sandpaper Gate. It's yeah. uh, way bigger than that. It's it's quite a big thing. You know, for the whole duration of our podcast, 100 Not Out, over the last seven years, 300-plus episodes, you and I have discussed uh, Gene Comont, as being the oldest living human, and uh, and for that to be brought into question um, because of identity fraud is unbelievable, it's unfathomable, unfathomable. How do you say that word? <laughs> no, keep on going. I like hearing you attempt it. Unfathomable. <laughs> Have another go. This is great. <laughs> it's, like cor- it's like cortical. It's hard to say. Uh, it's so it's. Uh, <laughs> Did you want to say me, unfathomable? It's unfathomable. It's- <laughs> 
<laughs> Are we recording? This is awesome. Oh dear, why can't it? Why can't I say it? Anyway, it's not coming out today, but uh, it is massive. It's it's a big big news article. Uh, but you kind of also understand it. Like if you can get away with it back then, why wouldn't you? A 35% inheritance tax is enormous, particularly when maybe there wasn't a whole lot of money to give away. Who there knows? was a stack of money. They were a very wealthy uh, family. And and um, without going into all the details, one of their one, – another member of their family um, had died shortly before uh, 1934. Four, I think it was. So they had already copped it once, and they weren't. Then re- again, look, this is yeah. So we're talking in. I might talk in definitives, but let's not be too definitive because it's still up in the air. But they'd already copped inheritance tax once to come on family, and so the way the story goes, it was going to be a pretty big uh, piece of the pie to have to pay another thirty-eight percent chunk of even a bigger pie. So the Calmonts had a massive department store in Arles. And were, um, as the French would call it, part of the bourgeoisie where they just really never really wanted for much. Um, But as the story goes, as we dive into this so we can paint a bit of a picture, um, Jean Calmont had one child. Her name was Yvonne. And Yvonne died um, at the age of 36 on her 36th birthday in 1934. But as the story goes, her death certificate was issued on the base of the testimony of one sole witness that wasn't Mm -hmm. a... A family member. It wasn't her husband. It wasn't her child. It wasn't her mum, Jean. It was a 71-year-old unemployed woman, not a doctor or a nurse, who, as the death certificate says, uh, open quotations, saw her dead, close quotations. Mm-hmm. And so even the death certificate seems a little bit dodgy, for want of a better term. Um, yes. And in added to the fact is that um, Jean Calmont uh, essentially ordered a lot of her family uh, photos to be burned. Um, so there's not really many photos of Yvonne, um, which kind of then made it really difficult to point any fingers up until yeah. this point because there yeah. was no real, there was only literally five or six photos. Um, and then what, if you, if you, you know, even go further into this, photos of what we now know as Yvonne have actually been attributed to to Jean. So we go, look, there's Jean Calmont when she was in her 20s, but it was actually her daughter Yvonne. And now yes. they're looking, well, yes, that wasn't uh, Jean because the, the period of that time was not what they would have been wearing at that time. So now they're really starting to poke holes in this story, which really does put the Guinness World Records um, authority business, whatever it is, under some level of stress. But even the uh, gerontology um, profession, which has always held Jean Calmont, like put her on a pedestal as almost like the template as, uh, as you know, kind of like the queen of gerontology. Now it's like, hold on a minute. What if this was all a lie? <laughs> I know. Like it's, it's, it has flipped everything on its head. I, um, I'm shocked and I don't know where to go to from there, PC, because, you know, for us, she was our pinup girl. Uh, she, was, she was our person that we kind of thought, yeah, well, if, if Sheen Cobalt can do it and she smoked for 90-plus years of her life, you know, and, and this is all – now it, it's it's probably now a myth here saying rumor because it may not actually be true. Um, yeah. So if it was Yvonne, then Yvonne lived to ninety nine. Yes. 
And so yeah. she didn't smoke for 95 years of her life because that would have meant that she started smoking <laughs> before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, I mean, still, Yvonne, to live to 99 years old is still That's a significant achievement. Feat. But, yeah, there's nothing uh, remarkable these days considering that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people do that. Um, yes. You know. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. But you, as you scroll through and you look at these photos, uh, particularly the article that you sent me uh, from medium.com, uh, and you look at the photos and you compare them, it's very clear, very clear that unless um, some plastic surgery took place to Jean Calmont, uh, to Yvonne Calmont, um, to look like Jean Calmont, and they just did a really bad job at it, um, it took place. Yeah, uh, it's it's quite clear that there's two different people that we're talking about here. It's uh, it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. So yeah, so from a, an observer, I mean, I'm not sure if you're saying the same thing as I'm saying, but from an observer, you look at this and go, "There's absolutely no doubt that this was identity fraud of the highest degree." And with with a few things here, like, do you agree? Do you think that it looks a hundred percent like Yvonne has taken over her mum's identity? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, no doubt about it. So in that, it's like. Yvonne would never have known that one, she was going to live to 99, which then would have meant that Jean was 122. (laughs) (laughs) So that wouldn't have been in her reckoning at the time. Oh, I better not do this because I might become the world's oldest human being. Um, A couple of other things is that uh, this whole, um, where was I going? There was, um, oh, when, when all of this happened, it was on the cusp of World War II. And so there's a view because a lot of people go, gosh, how could a whole town keep this secret and how could this have not come up until years after? But this was on the cusp of World War II. And so one of the, I suppose, theories, for want of a better term, is that at this time, uh, uh, Jean or Yvonne may have actually left Arles for a period of time and then come back when the war had settled down. Uh, at some point, where there was, for one of yeah, there was less interest in in all of this, and so it it, it wasn't such a big conversation point because there were really bigger things to be um, speaking about. But that's probably the one thing that I feel like it gets caught on. Like, surely, surely, it would have come up before now, because now they're talking about pulling the bodies of both of these women out of the ground. To do I DNA think that's testing. going too far. I just think it's going too far. You know, at the end of the day, they they hoodwinked uh, entire generations and the Guinness Book World Records. But does that really mean that you've got to exhume the bodies to check all this stuff out? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, really well, it's always like, do you, does, does anyone need to be right here? Like, isn't yeah. this just a great conversation? Do we? It's need a great to- conversation. It's a great, you know, act of trickery. It's it's magic, really. <laughs> it's uh, you know, in the age and the era of where you know the hand is quicker than the eye, this is pretty much exactly what's happened. You've got someone who's masterfully pulled off a massive tax dodge, um, and maybe it's the government who wants their uh, their money their back. Money. They want their money back. And they want interest paid on their money for the last ninety nine years. Um, maybe that maybe that's what the motive is. Maybe yeah. it's just the government wanting. I, I can't imagine that the Guinness Book World of Records is going to want to exhume the bodies to determine that. Um, maybe it's just a dollars thing from the government. I, it's, it, for me, I think congratulations, well done. You lived two separate lives: uh, one before you're dead, and then one after you died. <laughs> uh, one is a different person, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I think. 
in the spirit of um, of well played, if you're not caught, um, you got away with it. <laughs> and you know, some of the stuff here, you go, "Gee whiz, this is so well played." Because as you talk about this, I think no one actually had the courage to say anything because what they're talking about is that at age 114, she was 150 centimeters, which was only two centimeters less than her stated height in adulthood, which is which is when you Unusual. think it, that is. Highly unusual. Highly unusual. Um, she was walking around. That, though again, they expressed surprise at how cognizant she was, you know, in her 100 and teens. Um, and, and on that height thing, by age 80, uh, on average, women experience a six centimeter decrease. So at age 114, there'd been a two centimeter decrease. Um, <laughs> and then talking about, you know, this woman that was celebrating her 100th birthday who hardly looked 80. Um, was the hero of the day, but no one would actually say anything because she'd become this national hero, particularly as she became the oldest the oldest woman in France and then the oldest woman in the world. It so let's like, talk about it. Like who yeah. would have known? Like who would have known? So we, we know that probably the outgoing husband would have known. Well, um, Jeans, so I've got to get I've got to get Yvonne's this right, husband, right? Yvonne's husband, yes. Yeah. So so Yvonne, who became Jean Lived with Yvonne's husband when yes. when Yvonne died, essentially. Yes. So, in other words, Jean and Yvonne's husband, who was now a widower, were living together, but yep. we now think it was really just a, a marriage continuing on. Yes, and so it would appear that it was actually uh, Jean who died. Um, she's been dropped in in the box and buried six feet under. And you put it uh, so romantically. Yvonne's, I'm just, you know, this is kind of like Cluedo. Yvonne's um, <laughs> gone and taken the identity, continued to live with her, mar- with her, with her husband. Her husband yes. What happened? What happened to her dad? Like, has her dad passed away, or is he? Still yeah, around? Jean's dad, Jean's husband, did die. I'm just, right. I get, I get a bit confused about this because I, I feel, yeah, Jean's dad, Jean's husband had. I'm pretty sure Jean's husband had died at this point. I get this is where I get it makes it so much easier to pull this off because if he's passed away, the old man's gone. You're not going to notice that um, Yvonne's nose is exactly the same as her dad's one, not her mum's one, and yep. so that's gone. That's unless you're comparing photos, and obviously photos are burned and all that sort of stuff. And there's very few photos remaining. Yeah. Um, so you can go back and you can check all this sort of stuff out, but with with her dad gone and her mum gone, it's so much easier. But there still would have been cousins and family and business associates with the Come On Empire, with their you know big department store, yes. all that sort of stuff that would have known that hey, that's Yvonne. How come yes. she's going by the name of Jean now? And so uh, that people would have known. So then I then I just found secret. Yeah. So then I just wonder. I mean, we're talking. What are we talking? Eighty odd years ago here. Yeah. Uh, now, there is no social media. There's a very different way of life. Um, I don't know enough about the French culture to know if this is the type of thing that would be uncovered. Would people have just kept out of other people's business or would they have been in other people's business? Um, were people being paid off? Because, <laughs> you know, I now see it. Yeah. We'll pop the show notes. We'll pop this article from Medium in here. But uh, kudos to Yuri Dagan who's gone into a lot of – a lot of um, a lot detail, of detail, but he's actually done a three-part series on this, and this is on the back of. We haven't actually mentioned that this has come on the back of research done by uh, Nikolai Zak, who is from. He called it a Russian. Um, 
Research Institute. Uh, pardon me for not actually having on hand the name of that institute, but my, I'll put my hand up and I automatically thought it's from Russia. How much trust am I going to give it? <laughs> like that was uh, hand on heart. And I apologize to all of our Russian listeners, but that was yeah. my first instinct was I don't know if I can trust this. But then you look at a lot of other articles and you look at a lot of, again, the research and the the a lot of it's really photographic evidence. Mm. And you go, hold on a minute, like he's joined the dots very well here. So but he's well. still not saying that it's concrete. He's saying, look, they're photos and there's, there's extracts of stories that, you know, she was walked to school by someone that she possibly could not have walked to school with because of an age difference and all these other things. But um, it's a pretty remarkable uncovering. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Begs the question, uh, I suppose, how far would you go to hide a secret? And what, what does that do for your longevity? I know, um, and I'm happy to share this, you know, my, my grandfather was actually married to two women at the same time. Um, and that secret that he carried with him for just, you know, let's say he was married for, he's probably married at 20, he died at 52 or 53 or something. So for 33 years, he um, was married to two women at the same time, had two different families, one in Czechoslovakia, one in Australia. And the enormity of the stress of that carrying that secret is probably what took his life so young. Because everyone's did, did the, and did the women not know that? No, they didn't know. They didn't know. So they didn't know the two families totally independently of each other didn't know until some thirty years later after wow. my grandfather had passed away. Yeah. Well, so that means that half brothers, half sisters, which we can really just call brothers and sisters, were meeting each other for the first time. Yes, yep, in Czechoslovakia. Oh, this is it. And so, you know, that's a, people had secrets from those days um, that that were big, like really big, bigger than, say, an affair that might happen these days or bigger than, you know, maybe having, I don't know. But like you said, the point is, is that there, it's but, not that easy to it's – it's not as easy today as it probably was back then. And it wasn't that it was easy back then, but given one, in that particular instance, the geography – Yep. creates the barrier to finding out the truth. This um, is it. And these days with the interweb and telephones and, you know, photo identification, I mean, Google tells you who you had a photo with these days. Yeah. So, you know, if we uh, – maybe we could actually upload this to Google Photos and get Google to tell us whether or not they're identical people because, you know, they, he would – Google would know. Is yeah, it a he or a she? Google would Google know. Would know. Yep. Um, well, the, 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 the Google Home mini box or whatever it is, she's a girl, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. So how far would you go to hang on to a secret? You know, and what's the impact of this on your longevity? Great questions, good things to think about. Um, I think the impact on your longevity has to be significant. The the further and further and further you go into the lie or the trickery, um, at some point, Yvonne taking on Jean's identity would have meant that she would have had to have done everything the same as Jean and not much the same as what Yvonne was doing. Particularly um, if she so, grew up with everyone saying, I don't know this, but if everyone grew up saying, gosh, you look so much like your mum. or It may not like have even been mom. Yvonne's idea. Yeah. You know, if someone in the family said, look, this is going to cost us a lot of money, yeah, it would make a whole lot. Everyone thinks you're, you're, you're Jean or everyone t- says you look like her. If you just part your hair the same way and wear her clothes instead of your clothes, mm. no one will ever know. You're still married to your husband? Just carry on? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, a, and, it's a really big deal. Yeah, so but I think, you know, that it's more important to, um, from a professional standards perspective, and again, I just say this with a bit of 
journalistic tenacity in me is surely Guinness and surely um, the gerontologists that were quantifying all of this. I mean, books have been written. You know, the, the gerontologist naturally that was working alongside June Carmont is defending her identity to the hilt, which is no surprise. But don't you think that they've got more to answer for by, I mean, this the stuff that is cut that's come out, um, it's not, it's not like you have to be a, a brainiac to work all this out. It's looking at photos and having, having one, having the, the question in mind and then having a look at these photos in detail and going, actually, that doesn't, that doesn't click. And then looking at the differences in height versus age and going, well, actually, that doesn't click. And then looking at some of the stories that she told about her childhood going, now, hold on a minute, wrong time. Like, that doesn't <laughs> click. Like, isn't that what Guinness is meant to do? Because yeah. from a longevity perspective, people are trying to lie about their age to get a bit of fame and fortune all the time. So you'd think Guinness would be well and truly um, used to this. Well, to they've, researched, they've researched the heck out of this one. And, and I think as you said this in the, at the beginning of the podcast, she was the most validated centenarian of all time. Mm. Uh, you know, they, tr- they made sure that everything was absolutely true and correct. Um, so, but at some point, they've obviously missed some crucial clues. But I think a lot of that comes down to photos. Um, and, yes, uh, yes. And, and given that there was an absence of photos uh, in the documents, um, it would have been quite difficult to, to prove or disprove. An absence but not a um... – this is my thing, an absence, but not as if they were, or maybe at the time they, they couldn't find any. Maybe these photos have, been, have come up more recently. But I think, I think longevity has a weakness where they all, it, it's all based on your birth certificate. Not yes. all based on, but there's a large degree, well, first thing we need is your birth certificate. And then if there's a birth certificate, then all of a sudden there's a whole new level of um, authority around your age. And then yeah. I think in this scenario, they've just got a bit lazy. It's like, well, there's the birth certificate and that's a valid birth certificate. Yeah. And they've been a bit lazy in looking at all of the other details, which are some of them are quite simple in terms of photos and, and height and oh, I don't know about cognizance. What do you, what do you think about that? If, because it, I'm like, well, I don't know enough to say that people in their 100 and teens shouldn't be cognizant, but I think it's okay that, that she was cognizant at that age. Um, I'm trying to work out the context of the word. What's the meaning of the oh, word? Oh, just in terms of being able to be alert, to be able to talk alert. and recite stories and have sure. that, you know, level well, of awareness. It's very, diff- it's very different. You know, like I look at my grandfather at the moment um, and in from 12 months ago to where he is today, he's a very, very different person. And so the things that he recalls and where he lives and his address and his phone number and all those sorts of things that he would have been able to uh, 12 months ago tell us all about these days, he's never heard of a suburb called Clayton where he used to live. And he's wow. never, he, you know, he doesn't recall living in this one place for 67 years. He actually recalls the place he grew up when he was, you know, 12 and 13 years old. So there's big gaps and big spaces in memory. So maybe um, it's fair and reasonable to expect that, People thought that Jean was was getting some of her years confused, and she thought that she grew up, and maybe she's reciting what Yvonne was going through oh. as maybe a traumatic event. You know, so going, oh, you know, that no, that was Yvonne, Mum. Oh, that's you a know. very good call, actually. You know, so maybe that's what it was. It's just yeah. like a confused. Oh, you know, I'm so old these days. I confuse myself all the time. Yeah, I get you know? the stories. Yeah, that's so, that's, oh, yeah. that's good. I like that. So maybe that was part of that too. That that could have happened. Yeah. Um, and. and 
it's not so much of uh, you know a, a coherence or a mental aptitude, but there is definitely some kind of decline in 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 the elderly when they're recalling stories. There's definitely a sharpness to some elements um, of the aging person's mind, but there's also other elements that kind of come a little bit uh, grey and fuzzy. Um, and and yeah, even at my ripe old age of 45 years old, some of my stories have got a little bit of cream cheese on them. So it's, uh, <laughs> you kind of go, well, where does that all end up at the end of the day? You know, another another, another doubling of my life plus another 20-something years yeah. um, till I get to Gene's ripe old age of 122. Yes. Um, what will my stories look like? Yeah, Imagine well, they become more entertaining. Yeah, more mayonnaise yeah, on top. There's no consequences. Well, that's going to be like in you know, 60 years' time. <laughs> full on. Oh, that's hilarious. That is mm. hilarious. Oh, look, we could keep on talking, but we have uh, come to the end of this episode of 100 Not Out. Again, we'll put the links to the Medium articles in the show notes. And uh, more than anything, just to scratch a curious itch, we really recommend you having a look, look at this because it is – Absolutely fascinating. Great, man. Lovely to have a chat with you about this topic. We've had a few off-air conversations about it. Nice to put it on the record and um, thrash it out. Absolutely fascinating. To find out more about the great man, head on over to DamienChristoff.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. If you would like to join us on all things longevity for 10 days on the island where people forget to die, and yes, they do forget to die over there. They get to 100, two and a half times more than we do here in the West with uh, 75% less dementia, 50% less uh, heart disease, 25% less cancer. This is the Greek island of Ikaria. Join us September 4 to 13. You can apply over at 100notout.com. Really appreciate you joining us on this edition of the podcast. A big shout out to Joseph and Rosie who helped make this podcast possible on the Wellness Couch Podcast Network. Head on over to thewellnesscouch.com to check on the over 20 podcasts available to you. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.